Willy. I hear that there's a birthday boy in the audience tonight. Si, sí, Willy. Cantamos. It's your birthday, and we want you to have fun. It's your birthday, so let's party, everyone. It's your birthday, and we want you to have fun. It's your birthday, so let's party, everyone. We interrupt this program to bring you... Nick everybody my name is kevin and i'm joe i'm adam and i'm julie and we are the real movie guys and welcome back to another episode of the real review the series where we review and discuss all your favorite films and it's march so you know what that means real cage match real cage match is a special review series where your real movie guys review 12 films from the legendary actor nicholas cage and have them go one-on-one -on -one in a tournament style battle to determine which one truly is the cagiest of them all on today's episode we're taking a look at willie's wonderland a quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now condemned willie's wonderland the mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against the wave after wave of demonic animatronics this fly kicks land titans clash and only one side will make it out alive guys this movie was a huge surprise for me i this has been on my radar for quite some time since it came out uh, i remember i think it was back like because it was only like a year or two ago this came out it was uh, 2021 the release for this uh, I remember people saying, like, you gotta see Willy's Wonderland. It's crazy. It's it's the best thing Nick's Cage done in years. It's this wild movie. I checked it out, and you know what? I had a really freaking good time with this movie, guys. I actually thoroughly enjoy this. I've actually watched it almost, like, two and a half times since I actually watched it the first time. Because, actually, I liked it that much where I had to go back and sit, sit through it. Um, it's just really well done for a low-budget Nicolas Cage horror hybrid action comedy movie i thought this movie did a really good job and it kind of sat with me a lot more than i expected uh john what did you think of this movie this is something very different from nicholas cage that we haven't gotten in quite some time this was one of the most batshit crazy movies i've ever seen <laughs> like the whole fact like it's almost like a weird hybrid of a chucky e. cheese gone south and then each time you look at each one of like the animatronic characters like the, at first you don't even know that they're alive but you're kind of like those are some like fugly looking characters right there like obviously this place didn't make it like and the games are just very like kind of iconic but not iconic in the same way yeah because it I, wants to be like a five nights at freddy's which ironically i guess they kind of capitalized on the whole five nights at freddy's like you know thing and that that this movie's kind of different from that though I, i'm not really familiar with five nights at freddy's so you know pardon will, me there i will say though like this movie was enjoyable mm -hmm. but that song is just creepy and stuff but there's like a couple parts where i'm just like i don't understand it completely but <laughs> but you had a good I, time it was a decent movie <laughs> okay i right. was shocked to be honest you were shocked to be honest all right that that's reasonable adam I told you how excited I was when we were talking about this movie, and uh, I, was, I was very interested to hear what you were going to say about this. <laughs> this was a fun movie. <laughs> I, I got to give it to it. It was very, very entertaining. Like, I would absolutely watch this movie again because there's, there's absolutely something there. It is, and it's like mesmerizing from beginning to end how this movie starts. Even like, even though its plot's probably pretty minimal and pretty basic, and just 
as all things are considered, it's just really fun. Like it doesn't yeah, take itself too seriously. Exactly it, it knows exactly what it is. Uh, I, I kind of see why Nicholas Cage, they said he fell in love with this movie. I can kind of see why. And it, it shows, I think in his per- performance, which mm-hmm. uh, we'll have Julie talk about that. Cause Julie, what was the main selling point I had for this movie for you when we were talking about it? Nick Cage doesn't say a damn word. <laughs> How can you get any better than that? And what did you think? Because his performance, by, by again, really it's actually really good. He, he sold it without talking at all, just with, you know, eyebrow raises and glares and shoulder shrugs and stuff like that. He really, by Nick Cage standards, delivered a pretty solid performance on his part. And, you know, before we get into like the nitty gritty, there's other elements to this movie that I would have just thrown out and just yeah. had Nick Cage be the sole focus. Yeah, I think that's probably like the biggest weakness of this movie is anything that doesn't involve Nick Cage directly seems to be kind of like, eh, you know, I, I get why you put it in there. But did you really need to? Because Nick Cage is your selling point for this movie. Uh, but let's talk about Nick Cage in this movie. So Nick Cage plays a drifter character that kind of just rolls into town. Uh, this movie is very like wild West kind of setup wise, where it has like this character that comes in and has to save like a small town. Uh, the interesting part is he doesn't talk uh, throughout the whole entire movie. And you know, that that's really impressive for an actor. And when they interviewed Nick Cage for this movie, he said he was intrigued by that premise alone. Cause he's never had a movie where, you know, he's famously known for like this movies going up against the wicker man, for example, where he's screaming and yelling and being eccentric and crazy. He's incredibly subdued throughout the entire runtime of this movie. Uh, he still has his like cagey moments for sure, which there's one in particular I cannot wait to talk about. But again, throughout the whole movie, it's really just like glances and looks. And, you know, for a lesser actor, I think that would have been really hard. But we kind of do forget at times Nicolas Cage is a really good actor. And I think it's, it's, it's weird to say this. And this B movie, I think he gives like an A++ performance because, again, he just looks the right way he gives a certain look he doesn't need to talk to convey his emotions or whatever that could carry the plot along uh, he doesn't even need the other characters really because a lot of these other teen characters that are kind of in this movie uh, they're just unnecessary fluff really just to kind of keep the plot moving but i really didn't need them because i think nicholas cage just gives a great performance uh what did you think adam especially with those facial reactions i think they're like top notch at times <laughs> yeah no i think i think he did a great job i i think especially given the situation that he's in. Right. Uh, I think he did a fantastic job. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, another thing that this movie has going for it, besides, you know, the awesome power of Nicolas Cage, uh, the practical effects, you know, you know, it's a B movie. Like we're going to be honest here. It's not great by any means as far as its budget or anything like that. Uh, they use what they have. And John, I know we always talk about on the channel, the practical effects. Did you appreciate the use of actual like puppets and people in costumes to kind of convey these characters that he's fighting? No. Yeah. I thought that was better. I also thought like it kind of made a little bit of sense the way he killed the characters off too. Yeah. I thought that was in a way like kind of like a way where they didn't have to do it too like outrageously done where they just kind of kept it almost simple to be like, Hey, he just rips it out of them. But I felt like, yeah, I liked the characters. I thought the, I thought them using puppets was better turned than CG. 
Yeah, because I mean, I watched uh, some of the behind the scenes of this movie, and it's really interesting where they had actual people in costumes for some of it. I know when he fights uh, the ostrich, I think it is, that was like a giant puppet with like a green screen uh, suit guy in the background, like moving the puppet around. That's really cool. I, I always really appreciate that. And it adds something to the weight of what's going on, I think, especially when Nicolas Cage, uh, there's just something really satisfying about Nicolas Cage beating up a Chuck E. Cheese like animatronic. I, I don't know what it is, but it's something just feels kind of right about it. Um, but let's talk about some of the other things here with um, like the weaknesses of this movie. So we talk about the whole movie really is just Nicolas Cage versus these uh, possessed robots that want to pretty much kill a town. It's a very basic kind of crazy ass plot. Uh, but at the same time, there's these other characters that are kind of infused. Now, Adam, what did you think of these other characters? Because I that, that kind of took me out of a lot of the movie because I felt like I was trying to inject some of these like horror cliches into the movie. And for me, that made the movie feel a little bit off. Yeah, time. it felt stale. It felt like the you know like the teenagers were just fodder at that point. Right. I guess. I, they needed like a body count. I felt like, and they just like, yeah, oh, we're just gonna put this in here to show off. You know, oh, we're also a horror movie because uh, this movie. I feel like it still could have been a horror movie, and I didn't need that extra. Agreed. Bad acting because that's really what it is. They're just they're all terrible. But you know, especially even like the the extra side characters like the sheriff and everything like that. Just yeah. like, unnecessary to to a complete degree. Yeah, I, I mean, we already mentioned it, but like the best scenes are obviously when Nicolas Cage is on on the screen, and absolutely, they, they are absolutely like the best scenes. They are, uh, and it's it's and it's weird because this movie doesn't offer a, a large explanation to anything in this movie, which I kind of, in some ways, some people might find that like annoying, like oh, I don't, why is he drinking energy drinks throughout the whole movie and stuff like that. I don't know why. It's just kind of funny to see him do that. I'm okay with it. I I, yeah. I like I honestly this is one of the movies where it's like I like less information. I'm okay with the way that we got it. And it's interesting cuz that kind of ties into like the whole drifter mentality when you have a character like that, especially in a western. We don't always know what the drifter did. They kind of go in and they save the town from whatever disaster is happening. And that's kind of what Nick Cage is. He's he's the, he comes into town, he's going to save everyone. Sure, he's popping energy drinks and he's taking his mandatory breaks throughout the movie, which I thought that was a nice touch. Uh the movie kind of just would stop he would take like his mandated break, like, oh, I have to take my 15 or whatever minute break. Because uh, there's that weird scene in the beginning when he's first put into the the Willy's Wonderland, the, the restaurant, the, whatever it is. I guess it's a restaurant technically at that point. Uh, they put him in there and he just like, he tells him, make sure you take your breaks. And he's just like, so at the whole movie, every time he like his watch would go off and he'd go and he would take like a break. And it's funny because he'd be in the middle of like a fight scene. Uh, there was one where he's fighting one of the animatronics and his watch goes off. He like stops. He looks, he goes, he gives uh, the other girl like a knife. Like here, you have to take care of this. And he goes and takes his break until he comes back. And then the movie kind of picks up. So I wonder if that was like a fourth wall breaking. Did anyone kind of think that might be what it is where it's like the kind of movie kind of knows like this is Nicolas Cage's movie and everything else is kind of just like going on until he gets back to take over the plot. That's what it kind of felt like to me, almost as if they were acknowledging that fact. Yeah, that's a super fun idea. I like the idea of it being a fourth wall break. Like, all right, let's just, you know, take away from the horror elements just temporarily and let's get to Nicolas Cage for a little bit. Yeah, it's like we got to give someone somebody else something to do. Like Nicolas Cage needs a break. He can't just carry this whole movie himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. Nick needs his 15. Nick needs his 15. I agree. Uh, one fun fact. Uh, there was a couple things. So th the first thing I saw is like there's a lot of theories as to what this movie is necessarily which i think that's kind of interesting uh the director actually said he kind of left it open to interpretation how you could interpret like who the drifter is uh some could say he was like an ex-marine 
that just kind of rolled into town. Uh, there was another one that said he was like the devil, and he was kind of exercising these demons out of Willy's Wonderland. Uh, there's another one where he was like a like a parent of one of the children that was like attacked by one of the workers. There's, there's so many fun theories with this movie. Uh, I use the term fun loosely because you know probably a pretty serious subject matter there. Anyway, continuing on, uh, the, the most fun theory though I have to tell you. Uh, I don't know if any of you else call on this. I didn't until I actually read it was they said the license plate number of his car is the same prison number from his Poe character from Con Air. So a lot of people like to theorize that this was actually Poe from Con Air a continuation of that story. I thought that was a pretty fun idea, especially it would explain some of the military training and background and stuff like that. He has dog tags hanging from the car window. Uh, this is what happens after Con Air, everyone, just so you know. <laughs> Poor Cassie got eaten by the animatronics. It could happen. It would make sense, right? I, I don't know. I, I think maybe there's something there. John, what do you think yeah. of that idea? <laughs> I think that's somebody having way too much time on their hands to be putting <laughs> all this shit together, to be honest. <laughs> Is this is this setting up a multiverse for Nicolas Cage? I think it's the Nicolas Cage multiverse. Yeah, I think so. Oh, oh that's a, that's a word we all hate. The <laughs> best part is they probably just literally did that to be like, oh, it's a funny Easter egg, and then people are like, oh my gosh, it's connected. I think when you have a movie that's like as enjoyable as this, you kind of welcome stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because it's really there's a lot of heart really in this movie. You can tell everyone just had a really good time. Uh, the only weaknesses, like we really said, at least in my opinion, is just. A lot of the side stuff just really doesn't work. The teen stuff just, you know, you know why it's there, you know, and it's all, it's there for a random exposition dump in the middle of the movie too, just about who these characters are. I mean, there's definitely a better way you could have gone about it. You didn't need to like spell it out for the audience and have like, oh, so you're stuck in here. Okay. This is why these are who they're all serial killers who are possessing animatronics and stuff like that. I do love the backstory though, because it's just so ridiculous where he's like, they're like, yeah, you know, the serial killer opened up this restaurant and, you know, he just hired a bunch of people like him and, you know, they'd kill people. But then they did this mass suicide and satanic ritual. Like, it's just <laughs> so ridiculous. That's amazing. Right. And Nicolas Cage just sells the fact because he like plays it so deadpan all the whole movie. Just like. Like yeah, that, it's kind of it's almost like yeah, that's fine. I have a job I have to do. I really don't care. I just want to get my car back and keep going. You know where I was going because the whole movie. I wonder it was like a big joke too, just to have Nicolas Cage clean something because th that was actually more enjoyable than the horror aspects. Just watching Nicolas Cage like clean up the Willy's Wonderland, I found that quite entertaining. I don't know about you so, guys. He's a very good cleaner. Yeah, I don't know. I how that, was, what? Go ahead. Yeah, what did you think? I thought that that parts were those parts were interesting, but like when they first started telling you about like the killers and they were bringing them into that room right i thought that was like they were gonna like rape these children or something awful like that but then i was like it was such like a and also the music i would say in this movie plays a very big part throughout it because it's like a kind of like a creepy vibe music but then also like a trying to be happy children's music too yeah, it's very unsettling. I think you, you kind of nailed that right where it's it's one of those things like you need like a good like hook theme song and it's like, it's your birthday. And then like it would like change slowly over the course of the movie. They would add more lyrics and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's creepy as hell. Animatronics just in general are pretty creepy. So, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's, again, that's a franchise yeah. that kind of capitalized on creepy animatronics and Willy's Wonderland kind of does the same thing, I think, in that regard. I'm going to do the creepy slowdown, like, it's your birthday. <laughs> like, 
it's I even like that song during the end credits where it's like Willie's Wonderland. Yeah, there's like a cool song, like a little theme song going on. It's like his anthem. Yeah. Like uh, one of the other like weaker parts of this movie, and it's just kind of negligent, I think, at this point, just to not talk about. It. It's just I think the editing's like really terrible in this movie, uh, especially with some of the lighting. Uh, the costumes are actually really good, and when I got to see them like in full bright color. They actually had like a lot of detail that you couldn't actually see in this movie. Uh, this movie was just very dark, like overly dark, not in, like in tone. Obviously, the tone's dark, but like actually visually, like there's a lot of darkness hiding a lot of what's going on. And I get why you do that, because they are costumes and you kind of want to try and hide that stuff. But I felt like there was something a little bit to be desired there, especially with some of like the zoom ins. And um, it felt very cheesy. It felt like some of the effects I could have done, like personally, like on this channel, I could have just put like a zoom effect or like a, a shaky cam and stuff like that. Uh, how about you, Adam? Did you notice like there was like a lot of that to try and hide what was going on? in this movie and did it detract anything from you when you were watching it? Yeah. I, I think I would have appreciated more of a, uh, a focus on like, especially during like some of the fight scenes. Cause right. those are some of the best scenes where I would have like, maybe draw back a little bit more this way. I could see like more of the action that's going on. Yeah. That's probably my biggest uh, desire for the movie though. Yeah. Cause I think the fight scenes were, that's another thing. They're actually pretty well choreographed mm-hmm. considering he's fighting animatronics. Uh, this was, it wasn't so much as a, a John wick, you know, experience, but uh, I guess it would be John Wick versus animatronics, right? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, you really can't, uh, he's not fighting actual humans. No, at this point, so, no. <laughs> no, it was it was fun. And I, I think those fight scenes are really good, especially the end fight scene against, you know, Willie at the end of this movie. Uh, fantastic fight scene. You know, again, I never thought I would say Nicolas Cage versus an animatronic would be like one of the fights of the year for me, but uh, it was, you know, surprisingly, it was very, very enjoyable. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll be interested to see how this holds up against the actual Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Yeah, that'd be very curious because again, I don't. Do you know much about Five Nights at Freddy's? Unfortunately, I'm not like I, I do. You do. I do. So, I what should. do you think in comparison to that? Do you think they? So you, this is nice. You said it's good when we have people that can offer insight into things <laughs> that I I don't always have to talk all the time. Uh, so, what what do you think in comparison? Did they borrow too much from the Five Nights at Freddy's? Did they make it their own? What, what do you think, if you were to compare the two? I, I think that they made it their own. It, there's definitely a lot of elements taken from it, but I think the way that they were able to twist the story, I think they made it their own. Okay, and you think it stands like separately from the two? Because a lot of people will say, oh, is so. it that Five Nights? I mean, even I kind of said that for a while. Like, oh, it's that movie that was kind of like Five Nights at Freddy's. Do you think the comparison's justified, or do you think they're they're two separate identities? Uh, no, I, I think the, it is definitely justified. Because, I mean, yeah. he's fighting animatronics. It, I mean, Five Nights at Freddy's, there's, you're not really fighting animatronics anyway. Right. So, I mean, that's probably the best way that it's separated from, okay. the, uh, from both of them, okay. I guess. Right. But... A lot of like, how can you not compare it when it's literally like taking there's animatronics in it? Yeah, I mean, even the visual, I guess, just the visual. Like, I've right. seen like the posters with like, I think it's the bear Freddy from Five Nights at Freddy's, and he's like looking at it, and like the animatronic of Willie is the same thing, like just looking at the camera. Exactly, yeah. Uh, they, I guess they are pretty similar in that regard. So, again, though, I this movie really is impressive. You know, for a movie, again, with Nicolas Cage, you think he's like towards the end of his career here, you know, in the latter years, uh, he continues to impress, which brings me to the real cagiest moment award. Real Cagiest Moment Award is a special award we grant to the cagiest moment in this movie. Uh, this one I just wanted to pick right away. Uh, there, there was a lot of really cagey moments. I mean, any of the fights honestly could just be a cagey moment for me. Uh, the biggest one and the most interesting one for me, though, 
it's the whole dance off scene where he's like dancing while playing the pinball machine where he's just like spinning and he's doing like a he's clapping his hands and he's doing this crazy dance during his break uh what would you guys say that because for me that was absolutely like therapeutic for my soul like I, I i knew i didn't know i needed that like just like this whole movie i didn't know i needed that scene it was great. And it's just so iconic. Like I know my dad's such a huge pinball machine guy. And he always like jokes about, you got to do like the hip into the machine. And he was doing the hips into the machines. Like, so he's actually like playing pinball and got this groovy little dance going. It was great. Yeah. And, it, and through a serious smoothie, there's so much levity about like animatronics murdering people. You just have this guy on his break, you know, dancing around, going crazy, sipping energy drinks. Uh, what did you think of that scene, John? Did you like that one? Or I thought that scene was very enjoyable. I felt like, <laughs> It also gave like a lighthearted moment to this whole thing, but like the whole edit at first, I didn't even understand. Like, like I knew he was taking a break, right? But I didn't, I didn't hear that part where they said you have to take a break. So I was just like, this guy just seems like he just wants to take a break a lot. Like he does a lot of work, and then all of a sudden it's just like, okay, it's break time. Yeah, but he like enjoys his break. He lives his break to the fullest. I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> he does, and you have to make sure you take it. Yeah, and I know you too, Adam. Know this from retail. You got to make sure you take your breaks. You know, just kind of a thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you need to, you know, de-stress a little bit. De-stress. I I do want that pinball machine. I wonder if that's something you can like really get at some point. I would totally like be down to own something like that though, because uh, that was pretty cool. Because Adam goes and looks it up to make sure. <laughs> uh Again, this movie really is it has no business being as good as it is. Again, especially like we said ironically for such a B movie Nick Cage really just like shows why he is such a good actor, giving us a performance again, that we kind of didn't expect or didn't know we wanted from him. But I think we're at that point where we're going to give our final scores. I'm going to give Willie's Wonderland an 8.5 out of 10. good time with this movie and i know that score could seem a little high to some because again at the end of the day it is a b movie you know there is stuff that really just doesn't work in this movie but you have to remember the stuff that does work is really good uh nicholas cage is absolutely phenomenal again i don't it's one of those things like how did this like first time director kind of get this great actor to kind of star in this movie is like a mystery to me i don't even know how he got this script in the first place nicholas cage but thank god he accepted it because it does bring me hope to some of the things i think nick cage does want to do in his career which is portray different roles like add a, a, a sense of like fun and enjoyment and even a little bit of like you know a strategy to his acting which i think this is kind of what this does i mean yeah it's a b movie but at the same time he, he doesn't talk throughout the whole movie and gives us a whole different perspective on something we didn't know he could do uh the rest of the movie is absolutely fun too animatronics murdering people uh, it, it's b horror cinema at its best and it's a really good time again multiple viewings from me already at this point i've only just watched it uh it comes highly recommended i definitely recommend this movie to anybody it's looking for just have a good time you know throw get some popcorn throw this on it's, it's a good horror movie i think you'll have a really fun time john how about you where you stand with this one i give this movie a solid eight 
it's entertaining. It's enjoyable. It's not slow. And I feel like the character is really... Even though Nicolas Cage doesn't talk throughout the whole movie, I feel like just he captures the emotion and everything so well with his facial expressions. And I just feel like the movie altogether was a pretty good movie. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Not much more I can add to that one. That's pretty good. Adam, how about you? What do you think? I'm going to give Willy's Wonderland an 8.5 out of 10 as well. I thought this was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought Nicolas Cage's performance was fantastic. I'm, you know, everything else obviously detracts from it, especially with the other characters. But I mean, I still, I would absolutely rewatch this movie. Yeah, because again, even with those negatives, I still found myself enjoying the movie because I knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew like it was going to be over soon, and we were right. going to get to it. And it, you know, the, the kills are fine. Like it's it, it's 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 whatever. You know, they're cliche and they're terrible. But again, Nicolas Cage is just so goddamn enjoyable in this movie. It it, it made me look forward to more Nicolas Cage whenever he wasn't on the screen. So uh, I mean, maybe there's something there. I I agree with you. I think that we haven't really said that in quite a long time. So I, I think there is something yeah. to be had there for sure. Uh, <laughs> Julie. How about you? What do you think of this one? I am going to give Willy's Wonderland an 8.5 out of 10. Nick Cage did an awesome job. He didn't have to say a word but he delivered an awesome performance opposite, you know, puppet scene partners. Um, It was quick paced. It was engaging. It was just fun. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think this was only a role Nicolas Cage could do. I really do. You know, if you think of anybody else, I I don't know if this would have been as successful as it was because I think Willy's Wonderland, it's an underrated movie. I think it's something we should be talking about a little bit more, especially with Nicolas Cage's career kind of in its, uh, I don't want to say it's sunsetting his career, but uh, he's definitely picking some uh, different roles. And if, if you're looking for different, this sure as hell is different, but different in the good way too, which is always fun to see. But thank you guys all so much for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. Coming up, we do have the real cage match where Willie's Wonderland's going to du- duke out battle with the Wicker Man. I cannot wait to talk about that, and I know you guys can't either. So we're going to see what happens with that one. But stay tuned, guys. We'll catch you in the next one. See you later. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys and should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.